Whenever you're ready. Okay. <sighs> I'm out of breath. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <sighs> Alright, welcome back to Wahine's Bala Al. This episode, we're going to be touching base on the lessons that we've learned within our years of being 20 to 25 years old. So our, our early 20s, um, things that, you know, have helped us, our experiences, where we've, I guess, where we've seen growth or where we've learned about growth. And... Yeah, just kind of looking back to see how far we've come. So a couple lessons that I've learned is that, one, it's, it's okay to start over. It's, you shouldn't look down on yourself or, or think that you failed if you have to start over. Failing isn't necessarily... Mm, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Not specifically the end of the world. You can always start again. Mm-hmm. Point blank. Um, another thing is that sometimes things might not always go as you planned it. And that's okay too. Which brings me to another point where there's no real timeline unless otherwise for yourself. So I know that a lot of us tend to listen to society and think at this age such and such needs to happen at that age such and such needs to happen i need to have a house i need to have ring i need to have a kid a b and c first Mm -hmm. but it's what you make of your own life so things might not always go as planned this one is a good one for me is that not everyone is trustworthy because i know i tend to see the positive of everyone's under and I tend to think that everyone has my back but necessarily that does not always happen like Mm -hmm. don't be so naive you know yeah I think it's just like your personality you like to give everyone the benefit of a like of doubt you know Mm -hmm. that before like actually like okay I don't want to trust you or you know whereas like my personality I'm like "Mm, I you have to show me something in order for me to trust you where you're like no I you know you didn't prove (laughs) me wrong yet so I will trust you right away yeah at least you learn that where trust is earned and I always knew that saying too but I was just like you said it's my personality where I'm just gonna accept everyone not Mm -hmm. not thinking of the the cons that could happen right that's um, good though yeah i i wish shows you you're a positive person though you know to look at it that way try to be i mean there's times where i don't know there's times where it's like man i wish i dug deeper into that certain person but that's even hard to do when you're just so accepting mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you don't want to look at that negative side because you don't think it can exist, but in reality, that people do have that. And, and plus, matter- like, they might not want to show you that side of it too, which True. I think a lot of people like. For you, because you're positive and you, you know, you're so welcoming to people. I don't think that people want to show you right off the bat like they're uglies, you know, because it seems like you're so upbeat, you know, you're down to include everyone and you you want to be that person that brings everybody together. So I don't think other people would show you they're like, 
ugh, we don't like to hang out with so-and-so until later of them getting to know you. Another lesson that I've learned is trust the signs. I cannot stress this one enough. <laughs> <Killing's> <laughs> making a face. But, you know, trust the signs. Aside from knowing not everyone is trustworthy, trust the freaking signs, you know, and that can be with guys, whether you feel in your gut that something is, is not right, like whether you can't trust them or whether they seem a little snaky or if something seems fishy, trust that sign. If, if they don't, I don't know, here's some non-mediocre signs, but like if they don't call you or they care to see how you're doing throughout your day, things like that. Um, I don't know. Do you have any input on that? Well, yeah, I think it's just, like, anything else, right? So, like, what you're saying with, like, boys, right? I think, I don't know, it's okay when you're in your young 20s to not really realize those signs because you're still, like, yourself learning who you are, learning what you like and what you don't like, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, what you mean by trusted signs is, like, if someone doesn't give you the time of day, then, like, why would you even waste your time on it? You know, like that kind of things, like things that are like point blank, like if they do X and you know, it's not good for you or anybody else, why would you still continue to talk to them? Right. Like another example is if, if you find yourself bending over backwards for somebody, one, yes, you're putting yourself in that situation. Truth for me. But two, it's like recognize that that is a sign like you're doing more than you should. And yeah, like you said, in, in your young twenties or even in your teenage years, you you tend to find out what you like and what you don't like, who you like. But yeah, trust the trust the signs. Don't don't put yourself. Don't ex- overextend yourself. Is basically what it is, and and it's not like only about boys. Like yeah. just in every aspect of yeah. life. So like for jobs, you know. It's okay to say no sometimes. It's okay to take a break. That's what PTO is for. I don't know. But even you as a mom, like stay-at-home mom, it's okay to recognize, oh, my God, today I felt a little grouchy. Today I noticed maybe I snapped and, like, investigate in that sign in itself. Yeah. Dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Or go outside, get some fresh air if you've been at home all day. Yeah. Um, school. Trust the signs when it comes to school. Like, if you feel like this isn't something that you want to be doing, or maybe even the path that you're taking isn't where you want to go, there's always room for change. Mm-hmm. And lastly, one more thing we're trusting the signs is know the signs of like a toxic friendship and then know where you can like with you and I where we can kind of call each other out and not have hard feelings for it or if we do we still speak about it we won't just mm-hmm. oh I said this to her the other day and I'm just gonna double in it like trust that who you are as a person and who your friend is like kind of work together to one work it out or two move on right you can't I think well another thing too is that like especially with friends 
like you can't base your friendship or the worth of your friendship based on like how many years you're like you've been friends with someone you know just because you've been friends with someone for 10 years doesn't mean that they are a good friend for you or that they're a friend that you need right now in your life you know throughout like time you're constantly changing and if that person and like you two you guys don't work together and it doesn't like mesh very well then so be it you know it doesn't mean that you're not gonna ever be friends again but maybe look at it as like a blessing okay we need to go do our own thing we need to grow and maybe in five to ten years or even less we'll be friends again you know you never know yeah you don't have to force something because of the history of it or the longevity of of that relationship. A um, couple more lessons that I learned, and it's start when you don't think you're ready. This is a good one to remember because there's a lot of times where people say, like, for example, say you want to move to a new career, right, or start a new hobby. A lot of people don't want to do it until they're quote-unquote ready, but starting when you when you want to is different than when you're ready because you don't have to necessarily be ready for anything because you're still going to learn a lot while you go through it so don't think that you need to know something 100 percent before moving on to the next chapter mm-hmm. um and lastly oh i already talked about this one there's no real timeline for for yourself other than the one that you create What are some lessons that you have learned, Kaylin? So one of the first lessons that I noted down was don't take yourself so seriously. You're still learning. So I think this, like, holds very true for me because I feel like I need to know, like, all the steps to succeed for something before I do it. Like, Mm -hmm. going back to your start when you don't think you're ready. So, like, I think that gets in the way of me succeeding is me taking myself so seriously Mm -hmm. like I need to know this I need to know how this is gonna work what is this gonna affect you know all these things before I can do anything or uh move on or do you know just do something new and I think that has stopped me from learning new things or you know experiencing new things so don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah, that's a good one because one, it could like for your example there, it could be a you thing, but then a lot of people do take themselves seriously because I definitely do. And maybe that's a perfectionist thing or not, but you know, you're always going to learn and it's okay yeah. to, it's okay to fail or start over. And then my next one is being thankful for my journey. You know, like, I feel like between your 20s and 25s, like, like Alyssa said, how there's really no timeline, right? So before, right, I wanted to be married at 23 and have my first kid at 24. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that obviously didn't happen, right? I had my, I got pregnant with Kaden at, 20 and gave birth to him at 21 I didn't get married you know I'm not with his dad anymore so like with that being said like 
there's so many different things that I had to experience, I think, through my early 20s that have made me, like, be more responsible and, like, have a better outlook on life yeah. now that I'm, like, what? 26. Not? You're 26. Oh, 27. <laughs> <laughs> You're so confident. You're 26. But for some no, reason, 20... I always thought we we're going to be same age at some point, but we're not. No, it's because my birthday's early. Yeah. Okay, 27 going on 28, right? So I think that, like, you just have to remember, like, even if it was something that you didn't enjoy, it wasn't pleasant, you know, or something that you would have never thought would impact you later on in life, like, just hold, just keep that in mind, you know? Like, everything, um, like I say, everything, so it's either a blessing or a lesson, Yeah, right? There's always and, room for gratitude at that. Mm-hmm. Because even though, yeah, even if it is horrible and you don't like it, but later on, you might encounter something of the same line or, you know, the same type of person, and then you'll know how to be like, no, that's not for me, you know? Let's see. What else? Um, being a young mother doesn't mean you aren't capable. Preach, sister. I am not a mother, but preach. But, <laughs> but even at that, like, it's not only being a young mother. It could be being an older mother. You know, you could have a child in your later years. Yeah. And- 35 okay that's not that late like mid-30s but like okay like almost 40 right and you know like you're supposed to have your life together by then yeah I think it's just being a mother in general but for me specifically being a young mother Mm -hmm. um it's it's taught me so much about how like narrow-minded people are and like how that has no relevance to you when you're a mom you know, like, granted, take everything with a grain of salt, you know, like, it might be helpful, it might not be helpful. What our parents did back in the day with us kids is not some of the things like our pediatrician or my son's pediatrician recommends not to do. This you world know? is evolving. And yeah, a lot of people turn a blind eye to that, that they forget that one technology is changing. So the things that we know changes. So everything's going to be different. Yeah, so you can't, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover or Mm -hmm. when a time is or how old you are, right? Like, I I just say for, like, any mom in general, like, if you're meant to be a mom, you'll be a good mom. You know, some people don't have it, and that's Mm -hmm. fine, but you just be honest about it. Mm -hmm. But everyone's learning, and not one mom in this entire world can say their house is clean 24-7, <laughs> that, you know, they cook dinner 24-7, that they have all the laundry done, their kids are fed, whatever it may be. Like, no mom is perfect. Half of, half of the time, I bet, like, there's some moms like me, like, we're, like, napping with one eye open because we're just so exhausted, you know? <laughs> But our kids are still alive, so, hey. And then, let's see. Um, Another thing that I put is it's okay to still be trying to figure it out. So that kind of, like, goes into play with your it's okay to start over. So, like, you know, 
career wise i i'm a stay-at-home mom you know and like i said i'm 27 going to 28 i don't have a set career right i i don't have all these things that people want at my age or you know already wanted between the early 20s but everybody's on their own path everybody's on their own journey like I could be a millionaire next year right we don't know that but I mean everybody everybody has to go through things that they need to for their life so it's okay to figure it out and it's okay to not know what the heck you're doing period let's move on to experiences Um, we're gonna start off with college for me, um, as you guys know, we went, Kayla and I went to the same college. Um, I I don't know about you, but I didn't do like a tour or anything before I went up. I just went straight to school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I just remember being super culture shocked at first. And like, I was cool with, you know, different ethnicities and seeing different people, but like the culture in itself of the place and and I don't know if you guys understand this but the culture of a college versus a new culture of a town so that two things clashing right mm-hmm. living mm-hmm. moving to the mainland and having to um learn learn a whole new world basically so that was kind of a cool thing to experience because yeah, we we have different cultures here and we see different people, but for the most part, the minorities up there are majorities here, right? Like Asian, the Asian culture is, is the big majority here in Hawaii. So going to the mainland and not really knowing how to interact with more light-skinned people or, right, more, how do I say it? I wouldn't say country because they're not really country. They were more hick, if anything. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was definitely a hick town. Um, Yeah, so so that was a weird, weird experience. But I learned that, you know, it's okay to meet new people and try to learn from each other in that sense. Because for, for a little while, all we knew was this, right? All we knew was simple living, go to the beach, people surf. People go to most of the same school, and that's that. But for me, coming from mostly Kauai and Kauai school system, it's it was it was different. It, and I would say, yeah, I didn't really branch out of like the Hawaii group. That's what they would call it, right? We, um, being that it's a Western school, a Western scholarship school, a lot of Hawaii people go there. So that's who I tended to gra- like gravitate towards, which, you know, it was nice to have that piece of home. But then it would have been nice if I did branch out more to other types of people, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. I don't know. Like, for me, I didn't really, like, I didn't have that type of experience, like, that culture shock. I I think it could have been because I was already in a different element, like I was on Oahu for high school. So I seen and experienced a little bit of a different side of it, like school wise and like the way that people live and stuff. 
And then when I got there, like how you said you hung out with mostly like the Hawaii people, I think that's what really helped me not feel culture shock because we were in that like bubble of all the Hawaii kids. And I think for my year, even if it was only a year before yours, we were a lot tighter than any other year besides like the older generations, right? So we, we all pretty much stuck together. Yeah, ours, I mean, our group seemed a little more open to meeting different people outside of the group, but me preference-wise, I was more like, eh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, I'll stick with who I know and what I kind of know. <laughs> um, this one is a good one. I, so you live in the dorms, right? When you first go to college, or you, you already have somebody who goes to the college that you can live with. Um, but for me, I lived in one of the more common dorms is what I guess they can call it. Um, I think what dorm did you live in? So it, mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't like the type of dorm that there's a pod. It's more like a, I forget what they called it, like a common dwelling type of dorm where it's it's just one room and two roommates. Then the next door over is one room and two, and two roommates. Where there's other ones where there's pods, right? Where they all live in like an apartment style. Mm-mm-mm. So the one that I was in was just me and my roommate, and then we meet all of our floor mates. More so. So. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, when I first got there, so we I got there early because they had that Hawaii program thing that we were able to do. So that's and that's also what helped mm-hmm. us kind of get our bearings with the Hawaii group because everyone knew that we go to this meeting thing and we take some early classes or whatever and kind of meet each other there. But yeah, so I got there before my roommate did. And, you know, like even when you get the email with who your roommate is, you kind of look them up or you contact them, let them know, hey, I got this for the room or something like like refrigerator you know things that you guys can share so you guys agree upon that and um yeah so I got there I think a week before her and she wasn't one who was actually going to the college she was more so going to the community college that was close by so I don't think I've seen her on campus too much but she still needed a dorm being a freshman and this experience like changed my thought on okay you cannot trust anybody no matter how nice you are to them and and so on and such because she like she stole from me the first day and you know and not just steal like like not just steal rubber band on the counter it was like go into my freaking safe that's in my closet and to get into the safe, you need a key. So where does she find a key? In my purse, right? This is like the first day I meet you. So, yeah, that was that was another, I guess. No, I can't say that's culture shock. It's just that was another eye-opener for me, you know, being out in the real world or whatever. That not everyone is going to be, is going to reflect to you, right? Just because you're nice doesn't mean that people are going to be nice back to you. So, yeah, that was, I had a roommate dilemma the first, second week I was in college. And, yeah, so I had, and because everyone was still coming into the dorms, I 
couldn't just move out. They have, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I had that. to. Luckily, um, like I knew an RA who who like helped me out with the situation, and she let me stay with her for a little bit. But yeah, it was it was rough. And then um, uh, there was another girl from Hawaii who happened to be on my floor, but she came after. She didn't do the whole Hawaii experience or whatever they called it. So I, I, we later learned that, hey, you know, this is a little more familiar. She was having roommate issues too, and we were able to secure a room together. But a part of me thinks, like, maybe my roommate did that on purpose. Like, maybe she wanted to be alone. So the best way that she could do it was just to be a mirror, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, maybe. But, oh, I just remember being so mad but I wasn't the type of person to confront either at that time that I like when I I saw her do what she did I just asked her how'd she get it and then kind of played it off but I didn't like go full-blown emotional on it which I could have so yeah that that experience definitely taught me like people there are different people in this world not everyone has the same morals as you and you can't trust everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, also, while being away, I, I was only there for a year, as you guys know. And I spent my first holiday away from home, which is Thanksgiving. I got to go home for uh, Christmas and stuff. But I spent my first holiday away from home. And, and that was, you know, that's still within the first, what, four months of the semester. So you're still kind of making friends you you don't really know where to go and because this is a short holiday right it's just a weekend thing but um somehow I made friends with somebody who lived in the so I went to her home with her family and and it was nice so that was that was cool that was like that made up for that shitty beginning where I was able to Okay, still branch out to someone who's not from the Hawaii club and make a friend and the, they were able to take me in, so to say. So that was very nice. Um, what did you do for the holidays during that time? Honestly, I don't remember because it's <laughs> been a long time ago, but I always had friends to like do stuff with oh i think for the first year or two i oh, went to orient yeah actually i think i could have done that too i just never put too much effort into it because i had cousins who were in oregon or family in california i don't know why i didn't oh well that was fun though i guess because yeah. it's a short weekend and then having to fly and spend money and yeah so that was my first ever road trip which that was pretty cool. Five hours in a car. It was rough though, because I have a small bladder, or I just drink a lot of water. <laughs> you drink a lot. I um another experience I had was, you know, going back to the roommate story and being culture shocked is learning how to adapt to a new environment. The world isn't going to be the same everywhere you go. But for me, like, I didn't travel much growing up. The most traveling I did was 
going to Oahu, which is still within Hawaii, right? So the culture is somewhat similar. Um, but yeah, just learning how to take in a new place and and trying to be positive about it. That I feel like that was one of the more harder experiences for me because one, you're away from home. Two, it's super new. You're kind of living on your own in a sense, and you. you you totally have to figure everything out on your own. Whereas, you know, with you, you kind of had that because you went to a school in a big city, right? A private school. And mm-hmm. and you, I feel like there they teach you more how to be independent. Whereas, hey, I thought I was independent, but then having to go there yeah. and, like, not have so much people to lean on, it, it was hard, so... Yeah, I had to definitely adapt to that. And then lastly, while I was in college, I tried out work study, which is a program where you can work a certain amount of hours while still taking your normal classes. Right? Did you end up doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, you it's just something, some way to make money. And, and that was another way to, to meet new people. So that was pretty cool because I, I did make some friends there, and people did help me. I did Where did you work, study? Admissions office? Oh, I think so. I did that, too. Well, I don't know if that was work. Oh, yeah, I think it was Yeah. Because if not, I mean, you'd have to find just a regular job, right? Or, because even the, the people at, like, the lobbies, the front desk, is that work, study, too? I think some are and some aren't. But did that mean they made the same? Oh, I don't even remember how much I made hourly at work study. <laughs> I think you make less because it's like not free money, but they're giving you the opportunity mm-hmm. to make more money. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was technically my first job. <laughs> so that was nice, like being in a setting where it's not too hectic you know we, we answered um the phones for incoming students or we called out to incoming students directed them on like our website how to apply things like that so that was cool was definitely definitely an experience something different all right what experiences have you encountered I think our college experiences, like, are, like, the complete opposite. (laughs) You know, like, granted, you only went for a year. So, I mean, how much, I mean, there's a lot of experience you can get in a year, but it's a lot more different than mine. You know, I was there for Mm -hmm. four years. And, like, in the beginning, how you were talking about you got self-shock or culture shock, right? Um I didn't have that. I, like, I don't know. I never went to go see the school beforehand, but we got to do the Hawaii Week thing, which was really nice. And then the, or like, it was, like, a mixture of Hawaii Week slash, like, orientation right, overall yeah, with other freshmen, right? That's what it is. So that was, like, yeah, so that was good because then I got to see other kids and then, in that way, like, I'm like, damn, everyone's freaking on the same page, you know, not yeah. everyone's kind of new. We all don't know, like, what it is. And I don't remember, because I don't think 
my roommate. So my roommate, we went to high school together. But I don't think, I don't remember if she went to the, I don't know if she went to the regular orientation thing, but I think she did come to the Hawaii week stuff. Because it was like kind of before and then the Hawaii week, I think it was a weekend of stuff. And so, like, from that, I think that formed, like, a really, like, tight-knit group for me. So I wasn't feeling like I was left out or um, I didn't really have people to hang out with. And surprisingly enough, like, when we did go, like, my class, I think we had, like, this presence where people wanted to know who we were. So, like, other people in other classes, yeah. they'd be like, hey, are you from Hawaii? Like, they wouldn't be ashamed to ask because they would see all of us being together. They would see the big group yeah. and be like, oh, I want to be a part of that group. Like, you know, or I want to yeah. at least know what they're about, right? And it's not like mm-hmm. Hawaii people are very quiet. So, it's even more so people would notice us. And then, so I think... Yeah, ours was different in that aspect where I felt fine. And to begin mm-hmm. with, I'm a very independent person. So the shift from going from high school to college, it wasn't that big of a deal in my head. And then on top of that, though, though it didn't seem like um, a, it didn't seem like a big deal for me. I actually got shingles oh, in the first week of school. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, like, another crazy experience because at first I didn't even know what shingles was. I thought shingles were only for old people. But I was clearly (laughs) not old. I was 18, right? And, like, I guess it was, like, a mixture of excitement and, you know, moving in and all that kind of stuff. Like, my doctor said it was heavily based off of stress. Yeah, so. Yeah. Which is not surprising for me, but... um, yeah, so, I mean, that was an interesting experience because it was, like, all this hype, you know, I'm excited to start this school year. I'm excited to do better because, honestly, I'm not the best, like, school person. I'm not really into that, like, <laughs> let's get straight A's, you know. I'm just, like, C's get degrees Divider. kind of person. <laughs> uh, right? And so, like, to have that and I guess this – just being overwhelmed without even knowing it, I got shingles, which I felt like death. I'm going to tell you, shingles is no joke, and it's not fun at all. Like, I I kid you not, I don't think I showered in three days at one point because I was just so, like, drained, and I just slept in bed. Luckily, my Hawaii friends came through, and they bought me soup and juice and all that kind of stuff, so it was nice to have that, like, First time being sick yeah. without my parents and having to go to a freaking it was kind hospital of that you strange. don't really know and oh, stress mm-hmm. even more. Yeah, which wasn't it wasn't too bad because a friend came with me. I don't know if it was my roommate. Excuse me, but somebody came with me, and so I wasn't that scared. Like going on to my roommate experience, I didn't have a roommate dilemma like you because I purposely made sure I was going with someone I had I no knew, like I had no like, knowledge of 
if anyone from my school was going or if anyone from Kauai was going till I got there. And there was someone from my class See that? who did go, know. which I feel like, man, that was kind of shitty on on our counselor's part, maybe. I don't know, unless they can't say that kind of stuff. Like, it would have been cool to know, right? Hey, you two are going to college together. Well, see, I don't know, because I remember, well, for here, right, when you sign up for your classes and whatnot, before you do, like, your rooms and stuff, you sign up for days to go to, like, a certain oh, campus to go and I think they did classes. it on Oahu. So, like, when we did for that. Us, at least, and I, oh, we, we, I didn't go, yeah. You just didn't go. Because that's how we knew other kids. And I think that's how a few of the other kids in my class became roommates with other people. Because that's how they met. Because, like... So um, helpful. Those admissions people, right? They would be like, oh, okay, this is da-da-da-da from so-and-so. You know, like, you be friends, you know, talk story or whatever. And so it was nice to have someone that I... I've known for a long time. Granted, yeah, we had our issues at times because it's totally, it's totally mm-hmm. different living mm-hmm. with someone, yeah, instead of like just constantly being their friend and hanging out all the time. But it was a good experience in terms of I didn't have to deal with someone stealing from me. Rough, you know, man. I didn't have to like get to know someone new, which <laughs> I thought was great. That. I actually just knew this person. Um, But even at that, though, after that first year, because you only went one year, so you only had that roommate and then all that. But after my first year, she was my roommate for that whole year. And then she went home, I think. She only stayed for one year. Because by the time you came, she wasn't there anymore, right? So, then the following year, I roomed with, it was like one of those apartment style, mm-hmm. three on one side, three on the other side, kitchen in the middle. I I lasted two months. Wait, two you went back to campus? with them, and I moved the fuck out. Because when I was there, yeah. In sophomore year? Yeah. I was already out. Campus. Yeah. So, yeah. So, when I... When we first went, because I didn't know you then in the beginning when you first came up, um, I was living in the 3-3, and I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle (laughs) how messy they were and, like, how disgusting they were. I was just like, dude, this is so freaking gross. And, like, knowing, like, my personality, I had to know (laughs) A, B, C, D, right? So I literally researched it. How much I'm actually paying to live on campus per month and then how much it would cost me to live somewhere else per month. And so I did all that calculations and I would be saving a lot of money if I lived off campus. But then you went back. Even if I had Mm -hmm. to pay electric and stuff. Wait, you said your sophomore year. And then... Yeah, that was my oh, yeah, In the beginning, I lived with them. And then me. I moved out. Yeah. <laughs> Light bulb. Yeah, and then I moved out. Yeah, and then I moved out. And then from then on, I lived by myself for that year. And then junior year, lived with my best friend. Then we weren't best friends, so that <laughs> might not be a good idea. It wasn't me. I was gone. <laughs> That's another thing. You can be... Yeah, it wasn't her. It was a guy. It was Keone. We can say his name. He'll, he'll he listens to this. So, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not till this day we will never <laughs> live together ever again. I'm pretty sure. We know that it just I mean, under those circumstances, it was probably just unreal yeah. unrealistic things that we were fighting about. But we will never chance that again, you know? So yeah, just because you're the best of friends doesn't mean it will be the best living predicament, period. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. No, 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 no. Too much. Too much. Mm-hmm. And then also another experience that I kind of felt that it was surprising is that people in college still Are you act talking like they're about in high school. Fresh out of high school, college, freshman, or past, like, couple years? Just in general. I think in general. Like, freshman year, everybody be petty sometimes over stuff, you know? But, like, throughout the years, too, I just feel like, I don't know, the people that I met, and, like, a lot of them, granted, they're from Hawaii, right? And I did have my group of friends from the mainland and from Colorado and elsewhere, right? But it just seemed like, I don't know, like, people were so immature with relationships. Like, they were still in high school, like, oh, I still want to be with him because this, this, and this. You know, and it just, (laughs) yeah, and I just thought, I just thought, okay, we're in college, we're a lot older, you know, we're being more thoughtful of who we're dating or who we're spending our time with, but in honesty, (laughs) like, no, I don't think so. I don't think anybody was really... Being better, I guess. Um, maybe. The last thing that I think was like the biggest, the biggest part of my like college experience was being in the club or like being in the Hawaiian or the Hawaii club, because (laughs) I knew you were gonna think that, and then I was gonna, I was gonna type in like Hawaii club, (laughs) but I didn't. Yeah, not dance, dance, disco kind of clubs more like the Polynesian club because I think that helped me do more things because along with the club we had to volunteer for things such as like uh, helping out at concerts um, getting you know getting just getting out more I think more than I would have because I'm not really like I can be social but within my parameters right and so being in the club made me like okay go to concerts do math rides and like drive around (laughs) drunk people yeah see like so I think that kind of made it to where I could experience so many different things and then also at that like I was dancing you were you kept too for sure so yeah I mean yeah I kind of that being in the club yeah but I didn't really last I didn't really care for it because I felt vibes and drama from it (laughs) but yeah I mean I could have checked out other clubs but Mav Rides yeah and that's another thing yeah that was fun too I mean when we because I think that's how I got to know other people from like different cultures though was being in poly club because we had to do like our school was very diverse in terms of, like, celebrating different cultures and, 
like you know and every month we had something to celebrate or something we were learning about right and so it was nice because then I got to meet a bunch of different people that some I still talk to today so that's pretty nice and some that support are out oh podcast so that's nice yeah technically for me I don't count going to college as moving out for me, the first time I actually moved out, meaning like paying rent, not living at home, was technically with a guy and his family. And, or I should say boy, emphasis on the word boy. Yeah, you know which one. But that, I mean, yeah. that was cool as far as gaining independence in that sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Other than that, I haven't actually moved out. I moved back in. <laughs> but living with living with somebody else and their family is, is it is hard, and you know, it in that many moons ago, like even at that point, someone stole from me. So I don't know what the heck is going on with that. Yeah, I'd love and roommates. Yeah, this time it was closed, but still, I don't know. Stealing mm-hmm. is stealing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was cool to you know be able to fend for yourself in a sense, like cook dinner on your own. You you don't have to feed everybody, um, or you can have your own space in a way but yeah totally have more freedom but that's the only story I got it's not much of a story and I don't want to go into that story too much (laughs) not a good story yeah I think for me like my moving or living on my own experiences would be mostly at college because I did live on my own so, I, like, I lived on my own sophomore year. And that was, like, where I knew, like, I'm a grown-up. Like, <laughs> I can do this. Yeah, because I had to find a place to live. I had to fill out all of my applications. I had to see. I didn't even need a co-signer. Like, all that kind of stuff. I had to call for electricity. I had to call for cable I had to do all those things by myself and I'm like dude I'm in a different state and I did all this stuff by myself but that's how much I knew I did not want to live with those girls anymore (laughs) so you know and then also like living with roommates is just interesting I mean I did it because I couldn't afford a house by myself right and I didn't want to live in an apartment anymore because the thing with apartments is that you're either living above or below somebody and then um most apartments the pipes are all connected so like sometimes you lose power because somebody or the water power is not as strong because somebody else upstairs is you know using it or whatever and so that was only such a thing about living in an apartment but it was very spacious so then when I moved into places with roommates, it definitely made me realize that I never want to live with roommates ever again. I just, I'm not a people nope. person. Or, like, I don't like yeah. people in my space. 
and my space is like sanctuary for me and like trust me even like with a kid it's so annoying sometimes I'm like dude personal space but brother does no personal space sometimes but yeah I never want to live with roommates ever again yeah I I hope not it I don't think I'm gonna go down that road again like even with just friends or something you know I've been contemplating it recently but I think that's just because I'm on that track of wanting to get my own spot and then in a sense Living here in Hawaii, Kauai to be exact, it's easier er, to live with more people to help. Yeah, but okay. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, so thankfully we're done with that phase. Hopefully we don't have to do that again. Yeah. Right, work experiences. Um, these aren't really experiences but more so just lessons learned from it like you know don't be don't be afraid to find which job you want to be in right it's okay to work a few jobs before you get into a specific career I know a lot of people who do certain jobs just to just to do it like say to distract them from their other job if that makes sense like I I never knew that that was the thing but people actually do that like they they for instance I know somebody who does like hard labor you know like maybe for example contracting or something and then they like to do like a easy part-time job on the side to just be or something right with other jobs you're able to expand your options and see you you one, you're going to be freaking busy, but the more jobs you're exposed to, the more harder you know you can work, right? Um, and then I also learned, like, you know, don't yeah. allow yourself to be stepped on. And this could be just a me thing, but, you know, in, in most of the jobs that I've worked, like, I'm so quick to say yes. Like, I don't really know how to say no. Um... And then I just get overwhelmed and then I get mad. But that's on me, right? But it's it's okay to say no once in a while to, like I said earlier, take a break. And then just knowing that you, you'll always grow and you'll eventually find out where you want to be in life, career-wise. And even if you don't get there, it's still okay. There's, there's still a lot of different options out there. Sure, you can be picky, but... You gotta get working somehow, right? Find something that is gonna bring you joy in a sense. Get you out of the house, even. That could be your motivation to work, right? Um, but yes, definitely, of course, enjoying mm-hmm. the job itself is a big thing. What about you? For me, I don't know. Well, experiences with jobs, I, don't, I have done a lot of interesting jobs, I guess. Like, I've worked in, like, I did the admissions thing, so telephone person. I worked at a daycare center. Um, I worked in sales. I worked in photography. So there's, like, huge experience, a lot of different jobs and stuff. But I guess, like, the main experience that I, like, got from it is that no matter where you work, there will always be, like, lazy people or people that just don't want to do their share. (laughs) 
Like, they just feel entitled to not go the extra mile. Or, granted, okay, yeah, you should do whatever you're being paid for. But there's always those people that just don't want to do work. Like, why are you even here? Yep. I feel that in every job I've been in. I have felt that. And that's a them thing. Mm-hmm. Not a you thing. It's a them yeah. thing. Experiences as far as with money, like what are some expenses and purchases that you regret? This one was hard. I've been thinking about it. I'm actually pretty good with my money. Like mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't really bought anything that I'm like, wow, what a waste. I would say anything I bought from like an ad. Whether that I have be a TV never ad, like I get sucked into those. So a TV ad or Instagram ad, not everything, I guess, but what most sometimes or some MLM businesses. Like I regret some of those. I'm just naive, gullible. Oh yeah. I, okay, maybe like for me, like when I was a freshman in college that was I wasn't even 20 yet but like earlier than like um because there wasn't much to do like around our college we would go shopping every weekend and spend money mm, but would you buy clothes that you needed mm, <laughs> yeah I guess so like like for me I did that too I bought like pea coats and shit mm-hmm. Boots to stay warm and headbands, <laughs> beanies. <laughs> I maybe had like a few beanies, but not too much. Yeah, I oh, yeah, I did that too. But yeah, basically, for me, I think anything I regretted buying was just things that I technically didn't need, but I was influenced. That influencer world got me, <laughs> and I can't ah, even pinpoint yeah. a sin like. A certain product, because too many. Yeah, just that as a whole. Not too many, but just as a whole, like, yeah. I never had that problem. <laughs> I don't know. Not I guess with I... your your airbrush thing. It's working oh, well. see, but hey, that was on sale, and I had. Like, <laughs> I you know I never buy anything that is for myself that isn't on sale. I bought a supplement thinking that it'd be cool and I would I needed it, but I didn't need it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think it has to do with like, like, okay, granted, you work for your money too, right? So you can spend it how you please, right? Mm-hmm. But then once you have a kid, like, <laughs> you have, your money is mostly spent on your kid. Mm-hmm. And like you barely have anything for yourself, so even if I see a cool commercial, I'd be like, "Oh, let me look that site up." I still wouldn't buy it because I know I have other things that I need to pay for. You know, that would come true. first when you're a parent. True, true, true. Or responsible and paying rent. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, I guess those count as regrets. Um, something you would buy again. 
satin pillowcases. <laughs> I like mine. Nah, but I like organizer things like, um, like things even just like an ottoman where you can stuff blankets or whatever you extra. Yeah, you can hide gifts. An ottoman or just organize your cubbies. Things that kind of make life a little easier versus just throwing them in a bin and then being cluttered. I mean, I saw clutter with the bins, but they're in a bin. <laughs> I don't know. No, because there's, there's, there's some like storage things that I have that are, you know, legit storage. It's not organizing things into a, a place, mm. I guess. That probably made no sense. <laughs> but organizer things. I like organizer things. I think I would buy more craft things because I love craft things. That's okay. Maybe that's the one thing that I spend the most money on is craft things. Mm. Or pens, I shall say. Yeah. Lots of pens, lots of markers, lots of crayons, lots of color pencils. Mm. Um, art stuff art stuff in general is expensive so but i would buy them again if like if i i don't know don't have much inspiration these days if you need Um, another shade of black (laughs) yes all right what money managing tips do we have at this age eat at home I can't follow that tip. <laughs> Bring home lunch. That one I I try. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like, or like for me and like what Kenneth, me and Kenneth, what we do is we write down our expenses. So we know like just where it's going. And a lot of the times it goes to things that we don't even think about anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, your subscriptions, your, mm-hmm. you know, to Apple Music or whatever, to Netflix, all that kind of stuff. Those stuff, yeah, maybe only 15 to $20 at max, but it adds up every month. Yeah, for the whole year, you're spending, what, 24 No, no, never mind. What is it? If you spend, like, okay, say you spend $10 a month for Netflix. So then for a whole year, that's $120. Yeah. We we somewhat track our expenses as far as bills and things that need to be paid. But then um, the way we do our finances is with the credit card. And we just know we have to stay within a certain budget. So we don't technically track everything on that expense card is what we call it our credit card so we, we we do know what we spend our money on and it is food and lately yeah, shopping food is a lot yeah yeah but i mean a tip would definitely be save what you can and then if you can invest somehow whether that's a 401k with your job or even i don't know if this is a trustworthy app but I'm not gonna name it but like you know the apps where you can save or invest where you put in two dollars and then they can turn your two dollars into blank those kind of investing apps try to invest in some way so that 
you will thank yourself later, you know, so that you're not just surviving on, what is it, Social Security when you're older. And I think, too, like, a lot of people for, like, money managing, like, I think you can also look at it in terms of, like, if you're spending money on something, you can invest your money in, like, maybe a class on how to save, you know, like, or invest in you like say for instance because i like art right invest my money into taking some classes that will help me you know figure out a way i could sell my art or how to produce better art you know something like that too yeah that's true always find a way to learn how to do what you want to do don't just jump into it (laughs) all right let's move on to growth um, growth within you know our early 20s is there a something or a turning point for you that made you realize that you grow or helped you grow up having my son mm. yeah that's straightforward I mean, yeah I think a lot of times like the for the people that know me I'm very like about my son which is mm-hmm. can be a little bit much you know and I think it was a turning point for me in terms of, okay, I I have this new role. I'm now a mother, right? And then on top of that, I had to realize or I had to take some time and think, I'm not only a mother, you know? I got stuff behind that too, where my mentality was like, I only have to do this. I only have to take care of my kid. I only have to do this. But Mm -hmm. I had to remember that. I still am my own person. I still have yeah. room to grow. I still have room to do other things. What about you? Was there a turning point in your early 20s? I would say... I don't know if it was anything like, you know, having a kid. But just looking back and wanting to feel grown. You know, like wanting to learn more from my experiences and be a better person um like wanting to achieve more in general wanting to yeah I don't know I don't think there was a a certain point in my life maybe like because there was a point where sure I I dated a lot and I wasn't focusing on myself and you know like looking back on my past relationships I think that kind of helped me to grow as far as wanting better for me right like I don't want to keep going through this kind of things I don't want to yeah basically that wanting just wanting better for myself and and I'd say that probably came sure after the relationships and and just having the responsibility of having to pay for a car yeah, that helped. <laughs> All right, and lastly for today's topic in lessons, what's one thing you would tell your younger self? Me. Like I said earlier, take everything with a grain of salt. Because, you know, like, some things may pertain to you and some things might not, you know? Mm-hmm. And if it helps you, it helps you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So be it. And literally just go with the flow everybody doesn't know what they're doing so it's okay to not know what you're doing too that's 
yeah that's a good one that's that's definitely a like a lesson that I'm trying to teach myself is because the way I look at that saying is don't take things so personally too because yeah that's that's something that I tend to do is take things personally that I have to step back and realize this what people say isn't about you it's about it's them you know it's coming from them their perspective yeah so definitely try not to dwell on that too much so take it with a grain of salt all right as for me um i would tell my younger self you know no matter how good you are to people it doesn't automatically make them good to you doesn't mean that you know they're they're gonna reflect what you're putting out there but keep doing it otherwise keep being good otherwise whether that you know you're trying to shine that light out to people and and let them see that there is good in the world you cannot expect it back automatically Mm because people are going through their own demons you know they're working on themselves okay let's let's share a few of our followers okay so first off thanks for you guys thanks to you guys for you know adding in your responses um some that i wanted to share are don't give up it'll all be worth it just you know trust me and that's a good one because in the moment sometimes you're thinking oh my god I can't do this right you don't think that you can get through it but realistically you you just have to keep pushing so don't give up Mm -hmm. um and the end might not look like the way you expected it to look like so Mm -hmm. but you just have to keep going I thought this was a cute one. You'll love more than once. Right? Because people people think one and done <laughs> sometimes. Well, didn't you did you ever hear like that saying well where you'll have three loves in your lifetime? So like Maybe. your first your first love and then your second love who teaches you the most and then your third love which is like your soulmate and who you will be with forever. <laughs> yeah which ironically i think, I think, our third. I think my first love is my my third love so how nice uh, <laughs> <laughs> here's a blunt but straight to the point one stop caring what other people think facts yeah <laughs> that's that's straight facts because that could be background wise right you come from a place where it's so tiny and you have to hear everyone's thoughts and or it comes to you whether you want to hear it or not but stop caring about that because I wish because basically what matters is your thoughts right and I wish me personally I wish I was taught that growing up that would have been a good one all right I got couple more um be confident and believe in yourself you are capable of doing anything if you believe that you can yeah i think the first step in success or like achieving anything is just believing in yourself or just knowing that you can at least take that first step or at least try to work towards something yeah because yeah definitely a first step is thinking that you can believing in yourself pushing 
pushing and knowing that you're able to back yourself up with that thought because sometimes people go into things and realize or not even realize but they start to back out of it but then later on they realize they can always do it god always has a plan for you he never takes anything away from you on purpose i think that's true but yeah i think that's a good one especially if like you know you do believe in god Mm -hmm. because i i think a lot of things that I've gone through is because I believe in God and I have faith that things will work out. So, okay, three more, three more. Planned or unplanned, everything will fall into place. And that goes back to, you know, like what we were saying with life may not go as planned, point blank, right? Mm-hmm. But the more you keep going through it, it eventually will. Or, if, you know, yeah, eventually work it. be what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you can't force anything. Stop second-guessing people's friendship towards you. They are your friends no matter what. I think that one, as far as, you know, looking back and wanting to say this to your younger self, is that going back to the other one where it's believing, right? believe that your friends are there for you and sometimes in our minds we might not think that sometimes we might and that goes to perspective too sometimes in our mind we might think oh they said this a certain way I now I'm gonna feel like they don't want to be my friend or or they don't like what I said or so on and so forth so yeah I feel like from this person's perspective this You know, they're wanting to let themselves know that it's okay. You have who you have and they're going to be here for you. That's a good way to put it. Because I, okay, when I heard that, you know, it's a little bit different for me because I, I'm not a person that has many friends. Okay. Because I, or feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or feelings. But I choose to be that way. So when I heard that, I was like, Mm -hmm. But is it, you know, like, and that's, I'm not trying to be negative because this is what this person would say to their younger self, right? But for me, I just looked at it like, oh, I don't know. In my perspective, I don't know if that would have worked for me, for my younger self, which, Mm -hmm. okay, everybody has different opinions and different uh, perspectives and stuff. So I thought it was interesting to hear something that I wouldn't have said to my younger self is what I'm trying to get at. And the last one, to live life to the absolute fullest, be authentically yourself. That's a good one. That's, you know, reflecting on the journey of self-love where not a lot of people are aware of it, like I said earlier. And, but you should, you should live life to the fullest because you never know what can happen. And you never know. And always yeah. be yourself. Whether, whether people like you or not. Nah, always be yourself. <laughs> oh, last one. Wait, did I say this one? To be more patient. Life is not a race. Sometimes I'd be impatient. I think all of us, we can mm. be. Because we want 
something to happen so quickly. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to work for it sometimes. We want the end goal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we lazy. <laughs> <laughs> she raises her hand. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Follow us on wahines.balaau on Instagram. That's W-A-H-I-N-E-S dot W-A-L-A-A-U on Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us at Wahines, W-A-H-I-N-E-S, Balaau, W-A-L-A-A-U on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Wahines out. <laughs>